0: Welcome to Career Tools. This week, our guidance on how to use the DISC behavioral profile with groups. Here we go. So Wendy, every time we do an ECC, an effective communication conference, every time we get asked, Danny and I get asked, okay, how do you use DISC with groups, right? Yep. Uh, uh, You know, do do I have to modify myself every five seconds? Do I have to keep everybody happy? Whether you're sending an email to a group or they're addressing a group in a presentation or in a meeting, they want to know how to use disc to yes, be most effective.
1: Almost everybody's first question straight after yeah. they learn about disc is yeah. like, "Well, how do I use uh, yeah, it when, I think, I, when there's a yeah.
0: bunch of people?" I think there are some people who ask that question simply to have a reason not to use disc. <laughs> oh well, it won't work in groups, so therefore it's not any good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not so much. So how do we do it? Uh,
1: so the first point is use your own style when addressing a group, and we have include bluff and supporting documentation. Which <laughs> yeah, that's
0: in, that, in addition to using your own style. You're recommending bluff. Bottom line up front, and and also, including
1: supporting documentation. There's kind of two easy ways right. to do that and cater to people other than yourself. And then the last part is if you get questions from the presentation or from the email to use the questioner's style to you answer those questions, if you, if you, know, you know it. it. Yeah, sure. Exactly.
0: Okay, good. So use your own style when addressing a group.
1: Okay, so if you're a high D and you would normally write a short email just do that when you're, required, when you're uh, sending a broadcast email out to your team, whether you're sending an all-hands email out to 500 people or whether you're doing a presentation for three or four people or 500 people. It doesn't matter. Just use your own style. In those situations, using your own style is easiest for you. And since you can't cater to everybody, right. you might as well do what's easiest for you because you'll be more effective that way.
0: Right. Um, now there are some concentrations of styles in some industries, though, right? I mean-
1: right. So if you're in a marketing department and you know it's filled filled with high eyes or you're in an engineering department, you know your your entire email distro is high C's. Right. Then probably you're one too if you're in right. that department but if you're not if you know you're not and, right. and you know for sure that that's what everybody is then you can cater to them as if you were right. sending an email to a single high c
0: yeah now one of the things i've said you said a broadcast email but i've, I've often told people a little bit different guidance which is if you're sending an email to 500 people or a thousand people really across an organization we recommend you have someone else proof it and to see whether or not it works for d's i's S's, and c's now I think the way you cover that is you say if you have bottom line up front and you have supporting documentation at the end, you're likely going to please everybody anyway. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's
1: not often that some low level person or some single manager yeah. is sending an email to 500 or 5,000 people right. without having marketing or HR or somebody, somebody else, else involved scanning anyway. Right,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Is, is it true that, I mean, people do this naturally, right? I mean, if I'm a high eye, then I get in front of a group and I'm naturally a high eye.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so, so one of, one of the, I think one of the concerns people have when they learn about DISC is, I have to cater to everyone, and that kind of ties themselves in oh, knots. Oh, yeah, okay. Right? Because they're thinking, I, I can't do everything. Um,
0: and it's just the opposite. And just yes, be I yourself. Yeah, just
1: be yourself. And you were doing that before, and you were communicating adequately before, yeah. so don't worry about it too much. Good. Do that.
0: Okay, good. Now let's talk about including bluff and supporting documentation. I assume this, this sort of reduces the chances that we'll have... A high D wondering where the message is, or a high C or a high S wondering where's all the data.
1: Exactly. Okay. So so uh, BLUFF, I don't know if we already said this, but BLUFF stands for Bottom Line Upfront, and it's a short summary of what it is you want someone yeah. to do or understand at the end of the email. Right. These are two easy ways to improve your communication with a group. So right. say you write your email to your team in your usual style. and Let's say you're a high eye. High eye, okay. So you write this kind of quite long, little disjointed, has some smiley faces in an email, yeah. which is great.
0: You think the team loves you. You <laughs> love the team. It's all good. Let's go party. Yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But the high Ds are like, well, what did you want me to do? Yes. So you don't have to change your email. Just go back to the beginning of the email and summarize it in one line. So, for instance, need your input on the Thompson plan. Please read an action as appropriate. Provide numbers for the annual budget by 5 p.m. Tuesday. Plan for release on Friday is screwed up. Any ideas?
0: Yeah. And, and I, I, I told this once to a guy who was a high eye, and he said, well, I'm afraid that if I put that bottom line up front for those high Ds in the audience, and I know they're there, they won't read the rest of my mail. And I said, yeah, they won't. But you'll have told them the thing you want them exactly. to do. They'll just and do says, it. Yeah, but the meat mail's good, and it's important. They know all this stuff. I said, if you leave the bottom line up front stuff out, they're not going to read the email easy either. They're simply going to get frustrated that they're reading through it, wondering what it is you want them to do, and then finally saying, "To hell with you! I'm not going to do it." Right? At least the bluff gets across what you want to get across. And the I said to me, "Well, I want them to do it my way." <laughs> my answer was, "So <laughs> Don't do we all? Do we all? Don't
1: we all? <laughs> <Yeah>. Indeed. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So so now you've got." You've got uh, a high D part at the beginning of your email. You've got your high I, lovely love email in the middle. And then you go to the end and before your name, write supporting data below or attached. And you don't have to analyze the data. You don't have to think about it. All you have to do is either attach it or copy it below your name as it was sent to you. Um, that gives the high C's the background that they need but it's a really easy trick for you because you don't have to do anything all you have to do is copy and paste and even a high I can do that yeah so now your high I, your email works for the high I's because they like you, you right? right? The high D's just want to know what you've got, what, what you want, and they've got the bluff. And the high C's have got the data. And the high S's all pay attention Just anyway. because they like you. Because they love you. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Let, 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 let me throw a curveball at you. So suppose a high S were writing this. They would write it their normal style. Mm-hmm. They would put the bottom line up front. Yeah. They would put the supporting material at the bottom, right? Yep. And and we know the S's would like it. The D's would like it because it's stuff at the top. The C's would like it. Would the I's be okay with it? Yeah, because of the bottom line up front and because it's a warm... A warm and fuzzy. Okay.
1: Exactly. So high I's and high S's get similar advice. High D's, you'll naturally do the bluff because that's the way you want it. Yep, Yep. If you remember to attach the data that the high C's want and sign it something fluffy like best regards and don't forget to put your name on it then the high I's and the high S's will think that you cared about them. Yeah. The high C's, you do the dated naturally. You just have to add the bluff for the high D's. And again, sign best regards and with your name. We know it's fluffy, but you just made the I's and the S's happy.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, the last thing you said was address questions using the questioner's style.
1: Exactly. So if you're presenting or you have a follow-up question to an email you've sent, use the question as style. And you can usually tell that by the way they ask the question. Yeah. Um, a high or D- if you don't, if
0: you can't tell by just that one question, if you, if you work with them pretty regularly, you probably have 50 emails from them. And you can use our guidance about going through emails and finding out what, what the style is. We put out a series of four uh, podcasts on that um, a couple of years ago. You can analyze it pretty easily. You can tell the high D's from the high I's from the S's and the C's. Okay. Exactly. Okay, and, and and this is true in a, in a presentation as well, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You can tell by the way whether or not somebody smiles at you when they ask the question, how long the question is, how quickly they get to the point, whether or not they're making it's, eye contact with you.
0: Yeah, you're giving away one of my secrets. People ask us all the time at conferences. I said, well, haven't you noticed that with the high Ds, I'm comfortable cutting them off, and when the Ss, I wait until they're done and tell them what a good question it is. And everybody kind of shakes their head. They just can't possibly believe it. But everybody had a good experience answering questions. And the reason why is because you answer questions in a way that makes sense to the questioner. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So let's go through each one of them for okay. Heidi.
1: So a Heidi will ask you a short to the point question usually. So you answer in the same way, quickly and succinctly. And if it's not sufficient, they They'll won't tell you. Tell
0: you. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one of my favorite ones, though, is Heidi says, uh, so "I'm like, well, I don't agree with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one of the questions.
0: And, and, and a great response to a D, and, and that's simply a challenge. They're not asking you a question, right? I don't agree with that. You say, Oh, okay, no problem. And then move right along. Uh-huh. And the high D will be frustrated, but will be comfortable with that because he attacked you or she attacked you and you just basically said, Fine, then you know you shared something, how nice of you, and move right along. If they really want a question answered, they'll ask it again. <laughs> they'll ask it they'll again. say, Wait, 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 okay, here's what I want to know. Da da da. Well the answer to that is seven. Okay, and you can move right along to the next person. If you do that to a high, to a high S, the high S says, "I'm really concerned about this." Well, sorry to hear that. And then move right along. That's crushed like a grape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's high thing. eyes.
1: Okay. So high eyes answer the question by relating it to the people involved. So if a high eye says, "I don't understand how this plan is going to work with It You say, ah, but I've talked to Bob and I've talked to Jane and I've talked to Rosemary and they're all on board. And if if you want to get together with them to understand the special challenges, I'm happy for you to do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. good. I also think that if you're in a presentation when you're uh, with a high D, you can point at them, you can step toward them. You can answer the question and then move away from it very quickly, essentially cutting off a potential additional question, if in fact you thought the question was somewhat argumentative. With a high I, you can say, great question, I'm glad you asked, I knew everybody else. I bet everybody else was thinking the same thing, and that's a great question, I'm glad you asked it, blah, 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 and the you make the high e- I feel little ego yeah, yeah. Happy. <laughs> happy, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, so high S's, answer the question by relating it to the impact on the people involved. So again... They say, I'm I'm really concerned about the workload that this will make on, on IT. You can say, okay, I understand that Bob's workload will increase, and Rosemary has said that she will step up her hours in order to, to cover for the extra work that Bob is doing. Another
0: thing that I do with high S's is I often say, thanks, it's a really good question. I'm glad you're thinking that way. I appreciate the fact that you're thinking about the team. We've thought through that. Here's our response, and with high S's, I'll say, does that does that satisfy your concern? And when they get a chance to say yes out loud, they feel taken care of. They feel like you're being sensitive to them. You you don't need to ask a high D, did I answer your question? Because they'll say yes or no, or they'll interrupt you with another question if you didn't, in fact, answer their question. So I find it's very helpful with S's to, to step toward them um, or at the end of an email to say Uh, I hope this answered your question. If it didn't, please let me know. I'll be happy to take another shot at it. And the S feels like that's closure. Okay, I feel good. The D doesn't need that at all.
1: Oh, okay. And then the last last one is C. So answer a C's question with data and expect them to follow up with questions about accuracy. So a C will say, well, exactly how much workload will this be for IT? And you can say 57 hours. And they'll say, how did you calculate
0: that? Yeah, or they'll ask you about more detail about the process. What process did you use to get to this conclusion, or what's our process going forward? And and if you've given them a document which has the process in it, and you say, well, it's actually in the process document I've attached, they're gonna immediately open that up and start (laughs) looking at it. Now, they're gonna be so involved in the process, they're probably not gonna ask another question. But when they come to another question, it will be well thought out, uh, and it will be, in some cases, multiple parts. Be careful when you answer a high-seas question it would not be unusual for it to be somewhat long winded and for it to have multiple parts. And you don't really get any extra credit from a High C for saying, as I, you know, I think you asked a four part question, but you're really impressive if you answer all four parts. Yeah. And this is again a case where great presenters are all about the audience. Great presenters don't have to focus on their content because they know the content so well. They're focused on the audience. And if you get a four part question about a topic you know a great deal about, shouldn't be too hard to deliver a four part answer.
1: Exactly. So to summarize, use your own style when addressing a group.
0: Yeah, it makes it easy. Absolutely.
1: Include bluff and supporting documentation.
0: That covers both sides of the the assertive and reserved, D's and I's and S's and C's. Good.
1: Exactly. And address questions using the questioner's style.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, in email, being able to do that, when I get short questions from listeners, I give short answers right back, and uh, I remember somebody said, wow, that's really, really short, blunt. I said, well, look at this question. It's one sentence, right? These people who tell me stories, I'll write them a story back in some cases. Absolutely. Yeah, we love DISC in terms of helping people communicate, because communication is a behavior we all engage in. In fact... Communication is the single most frequent behavior of almost all professionals, particularly managers. And this is a case where DISC works well for individuals, but you have to recognize its limitations within a group. Exactly. Good. Cool. Well done. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. That's it. Thanks for joining us this week, folks. There's a lot more about DISC and about behavior and about being effective at www.manager-tools.com. Hope to see you there.